show that she would go through and she would do fortune telling for them. They followed Paul and Silas shouting, these men are servants of the most high. She kept this up for a few days and finally she just flat out got on Paul's nerves. And he finally said to her, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. It was at this point that the, the, the spirit instantly left her, but this angered the owners of this woman because they couldn't make money off of her. So Paul and Silas were seized and dragged to the marketplace, and this is where they faced the high magistrates. They were accused of throwing their city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for the Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in on the attack against, against them, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. They were thrown into prison, and the jailer was told to watch them carefully. And now here we are at the 25th verse of Acts. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. For just a few minutes, I'd like to use for a subject, or maybe it's just a question to ponder this morning. What will you do at midnight? Will you have a pity party or will you have a praise party? That's something that we all need to figure out what we're going to do as believers of Christ. Will we have a pity party or will we have a praise party at midnight? Midnight is the combination of two words. The, definite, the dictionary defines mid as that which lies into center of things. And night is defined as the period of darkness, the center of darkness, midnight. Midnight is the absolute middle of the night. We as parents begin to worry about our children when they stay out past midnight. Not only that, but husbands and wives have a lot of explaining to do when they are out past midnight and they have not informed their spouse about their whereabouts, amen? Midnight, it's, at the, it's the point where p.m. ends and a.m. begins. I remember going to visit my grandmother in Mahia, Texas, and she would tell me as a little girl, no respectable woman would be out past midnight. It was pretty much a disgrace. Things happened at midnight that you didn't have no business being a part of. You understand so well? Right now, things have changed, amen. We have teenagers struggling to make it in and make it home by midnight. We have others that are getting ready to get out and go clubbing at midnight. The times are free before 10 or a thing of the past because nobody's going to the club before 10. They're waiting till midnight. So there's things going on at midnight, amen. The longer we live, life has a way of making us acquainted with many forms of midnight. Midnight comes in the form of sickness. The doctor has given the report. And he says there is nothing that he can do. That's a midnight. You receive a call that someone dear to you has suddenly passed away. That's a midnight. Your child calls from you know good and well you taught them better that's a midnight changes on the job have led to layoffs and downsizing that's a midnight everybody sooner or later will experience midnight and, and, and the thing is it isn't have you experienced it it's what will you do when you do when you do experience it if you haven't experienced a midnight just keep on living you will Again, the question is, what will you do at midnight? As I stated before, Paul and Silas experienced a midnight. They were traveling together, and because of a vision that Paul had, they were led to Macedonia. If you read this chapter in your spare time, I know I did kind of a summary between verses 1 and 24. Read this chapter in its entirety, and you will see that Paul and Silas were spirit-led. They were devoted to the call to spread the word of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, Paul chose Silas as his companion, and that leads me to my first point today. Be careful of the company that you keep. 
Make sure that your circle of friends have the same beliefs as you do. Make sure that they love God and that they have a personal relationship with him. Make sure your friends can lift you up when you are down. They need to be able to get a prayer through when needed. They need to be able to intercede on your behalf. They need to be able to walk through those midnight midnights with you and not disappear. You know, we have those friends that come around when things are going good. We call them fair weather friends. They come around only when things are going good. You know, those are the friends that come around when it's easy for them, when they, they come around when it's just a, it's convenient for them, fair weather friends. But you need to have someone that's going to be there for you through thick and thin. Be careful who you choose to be your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Be, be careful who you're claiming. That's, that, that's your ace. Be careful who you claim. If they can't pray for you, lay hands on you, then you don't need them. You need someone that will stand with you. If your circle of friends are not like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you don't need them. The, pony, the, 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 the issue is right now, if they can't stand in the fire with you, then you don't need them. So check your circle of friends. You need someone that will stand with you, even in situations of uncertainty. Be careful of the company that you keep. Paul chose Silas. He chose him to be his companion. He chose them. It's a wonderful feeling, right, to be chosen. You remember when we were in grade school, we would be out at the, you know, at the playground, and we would have teams. And when you got chose, you felt some type of way, especially if you got chose first, because you were chose based on skill set. You were chose because you had something that we needed in order to win. It's the same thing as now that we are adults and we have to go to job interviews, and we go and we put on our best suit, our best ties, our best shoes, and we put on our best face, and we go and they choose us because they see something in us that could benefit them and their company. Paul chose Silas. Silas was open-minded. He was a gifted preacher and he was a loyal companion. But more than that, he was strong in his faith. He was bold. He was an exceptional representative of Jesus Christ. Today, take inventory of your circle. Check the company that you keep. Do you have a Silas in your circle? Look around. Do you have a silence? Because if you don't, you may need to check that thing out. You may need to change the people around you. I think it was Tom Jordan who said, if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. So if you don't have a silence in your circle, get you a silence. Amen. My next point is stand firm in your faith. Our text starts out with saying at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They weren't griping and complaining. They didn't take on an attitude of woe is me. They didn't say, why is this happening to me? They put their trust in the only one that could help them. They not only prayed, but they praised. I don't know about you, but when things get rough, it's easy to pray. I'll admit it. It's easy to go to God and say, God, I need this and God, I need that. But it's a totally different story when, it, when, it's, when, it, when, when you're told and when you're asked to praise God in the midst of your storm. Praise God in the midst of your situation. Praise God in the midst of that diagnosis. Praise God in the midst of that court appearance. Praise God when your finances aren't going the way they should go. Praise God when things just aren't adding up at home. Praise God when your spouse is acting crazy. Praise God when your kids are acting like donkeys. Praise God. It's different when he says to praise me in the midst of a storm. When you're in a situation that you have no idea of how you're going to get out of it, it is really hard to praise God. We see it in John 11 when Jesus receives the word that Lazarus is sick. Because of the relationship Lazarus, um, that, that Lazarus had with Jesus, they just knew that he was going to come. But Jesus didn't leave from where he was for two days. You know the story. When Jesus arrives, Lazarus had been dead for four days, but Martha had faith. Yeah. 
that even though Lazarus was already dead, she says to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But then she says, but I know that even now, God will give you what you ask. Amen. She had faith. She believed the woman with the issue of blood had great faith. For 12 years, she bled constantly. But one day she heard that a man named Jesus was passing by. And she knew that all she had to do was touch the hem of his garment. And guess what? She would be healed. Amen. And she, she didn't need a touch from him. She didn't need for him to turn around and recognize her. She didn't need for him to speak to her. She just said, if I could just touch him, I know that I will receive the power that I need to be healed from this thing that I've been dealing with. She didn't need any of those things because the thing is she knew that we served a God that is a way maker, a miracle worker. Guess what? He's a promise keeper. Paul and Silas didn't know what was going to happen, but they stood firm in the faith. Amen. How many of you can say that you're standing firm in the midst of what's going on in your life right now? I'm almost done. Guess what, Angelo? I'm almost done. We took to my third point now. Your deliverance is connected to others. Verse 26 says, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And once all the prison's doors flew open, everyone's chain came loose. Your deliverance is connected to others. Not only were Paul and Silas chains loose, but everyone in the jail's chains fell off. It is important that we, that while we are in this Christian race, that we stay faithful and finish the course. There are family members connected to you. There are young men and young women that are connected to you. They will be blessed when you're blessed. They will be set free when you set free. So you have to stay and understand that your deliverance is connected to other people. Your blessing is connected to the people you don't even know. So what will you do at midnight? Will you curse God and die or will you praise him in the hallway until the door is open? What will you do at midnight? Will you have a pity party or will you have a praise party? What will you do at midnight? Will you complain how life is so hard or will you just praise him like David until your clothes fall off? What will you do at midnight? Will you turn your back on God or will you be like Hezekiah and pray from your heart? What will you do with at midnight? Midnights will come. They surely will. Guess what? They Keep on living. They will come. Paul and Silas, they prayed and they prayed. Some say that Silas did the singing and Paul did the praying, but the Bible didn't say who did just what. It just said that they prayed and they praised. I'm not sure what song they sang, but if it were me, I probably would have sung, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If it were me, I probably would have said, the Lord will make a way somehow. Amen. By praying and praying, they were saying that be not dismayed. We know that God will take care of us by praying and praising. They were saying, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. By praying and praising, they were saying that the righteous are never forsaken. By praying and praising, they were saying that though you slay me, yet will I trust him. By praying and praising, they were saying, do you know who my daddy is? Do you actually know who my father is by praying and praising. They were saying, hit me with your best shot. I serve the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. By praying and praising, they were saying, if God parted the Red Sea for Moses and the Israelites, surely he will come and see about me. By praying and praising, they were saying, God, I trust you and I know that all things will work together for the good. What will you do at midnight? Will you have a, will you have a pity party or will you have a praise party? Paul and Silas prayed and praised. The songwriter said, I know what prayer can do. I found the answer in prayer. Prayer will heal the sick. Prayer will raise the dead. Prayer changes, that. prayer changes things. God heard their prayer, but God also heard their praise. And that's when power fell from heaven. 
power came down. Power shook the earth. Power loosed the shackles that was on their hands and on their feet. Power not only loosed their shackles, but it loosed the shackles of everyone else that was in jail. God is good. What will you do at midnight? My suggestion today is that you pray and you praise. My suggestion today is that you understand who it is that you serve and who it is that you belong to. My suggestion today is that if you pray and that you praise, guess what? He'll carry you through. He'll turn your midnight in today. He will set you free. Pray and praise. Don't turn your back on God. Don't say, woe is me. Why is this happening? Pray and praise because if he did it before, Denise, if he healed you before, he'll heal you again. Amen. Brother Kelsey, if he was with you before in surgery, he'll be with you again. So instead of having anxiety, instead of walking around like, Lord, what am I going to do? This is happening to me again. Begin to praise him. Get your best praise on your lips. You've already prayed about it. Now let's praise him. Now let's give him exactly what he deserves, which is an ultimate sacrificial praise that no matter what you decide to do, God, I trust you today. What will you do at midnight? Will you have a pity party or will you have a praise party? Amen? Amen. The doors of the church are now open. Amen. This is your time. If you want to unite with this community of faith, if you want to know who Jesus is this morning, this is your time. Amen. We heard the word and it blessed my soul. I believe that I'm going to have a praise party. I don't know about you. <laughs> How many people are going to have a praise party? How many people know it's no secret what God can do? What he's done for others, he can do for you. Oh, bless God. Amen this morning. Anybody else? The doors of the church are open. Anybody? Amen. I'm just so grateful this morning. Amen. Amen. So, amen. At this time, we have our pastors not here this morning, but but I know in my heart that he can't wait to get back to welcome you to this fellowship. Um, and so, uh, amen. Say amen, y'all. Amen. So, um, 
Brother Chris, amen. What is your intention this morning? My intention is to join church today. Amen. He said he wants to join Fresh Fire this morning. Is that all y'all can do this morning? Praise God this morning. Woo. <laughs> I told you the other Sunday, don't be afraid. And I'm so glad that you walked out on faith this morning. I'm glad to see you here with your family this morning. Amen. What a blessing this morning. Amen. Let me step to the other side over here. What's your name, sis? Diamond. Diamond. Diamond, what's your intention this morning? I just need prayer. Diamond wants prayer this morning, all right? Y'all up for it this morning? Amen. 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 All right. So right now, before we go forward, let's just pray for Diamond. Gracious God, let's ask that you would bless Sister Diamond. God, meet her at her point of need this morning. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, open the doors for her. Oh, God, give her strength for the journey.